Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is Mara. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for joining today for us to talk together about our stop allowing to our brain. It distracts us from being our highest self. We spend a lot of time trying to catch up to please people and to them who just continue to live and be the wonderful, divine, beautiful beings we are with one another in love. With that said, the call-in number is 646-595-3584, and you're welcome to call in and share your thoughts and ideas if you want to. Today we're going to start, as I like to start off with the nails, see it still by soul. And in starting with that, signs us that each one of us is a valuable part of the whole. Now in the past, I've explained that that soul was one of a group of songs that was created for firing the grid. And firing the grid is a concept of reopening and firing the love that within all people, within our society, within everything, there is love of life. And inside of that, about four or five, maybe even more years ago, seven years ago, I sat out at four o'clock in the morning with my grandson, John, and together we meditated to fire the grid. And one of the songs was A Nail's Beast of My Soul. And that particular song is, is just lifting because it reminds us that each of us are an actor in this drama of life. We're on stage and we're on stage to be. Now, as we listen to that song, what I encourage you to is to breathe in. And I'd like you to begin to use this song as your vehicle to unite your energy with God's energy. As I said, Program to combining your breath with the breath of God. So that together you and God are functioning. It's a process. If you come to cellularly remember, to re- begin to remember that feeling. As that process goes on, begin to know where you've put your peace when you haven't shown it. And that's the glory of all of us is that we don't have to always be shining a bright sort of light at all times. We're okay. And we can start doing it now. And it is done. It's done. It's done. And I say that three times. And so do you allow yourself to become admired in the past because you have your mind there? Or alternatively, do you focus? on the present and being a light in the present. For some reason today, and I, I seldom have senses of nerve, but for some reason today, I feel nervous about the program. As you can see in my speaking, I'm right now, well, we're meditating, going to meditate, did that go away? Flip over some words, something, please bear with me. And begin the process by taking such a way that you act as though you were breathing through the soles of your feet. And we're going to pull that breath from the sole of your feet. Oh, wow. Up the front of your calves. 
up the foot of your thighs, crossing through your buttocks, and it's going to come together at your base chakra. Now, a lot of people talk in prana meditation, and they focus totally on the breath, and I think that's designed to deal with transient thought, frankly. If you just think about your breath, then transient thoughts really think fully one thought at a time. Well, put those transient thoughts that come up, just put them on the side and let them be resolved while you're meditating. And we're only going to spend three minutes and 40 seconds doing this and we're going to come up, as I said, the caps, the thighs, cross over. And now at the shock, we're going to send the fear that inhibits our life down into the earth once it came. And at about that another breath and just take a sip. Pull in just a little. Expand your lungs and increase. Don't get yourself all strangled thinking, oh my gosh, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. That's not what this is about. It's about relaxing and inviting God to be with you. God's always around you. Meditation. You'll breathe from your base chakra up. You'll go through your sacral chakra, the zone of creativity. Inviting creative energy into yourself. So now going to pull a fear. Create healing breath. The solar pulses. Your shoulders. And allow a pillar of love to come out of you. The love that is within you. You'll pull your energy, your breath back further, and you're going to pull it up, and you'll come to the throat chakra, the voice chakra, war uh, chakra. I think we should call it the zone of words. And today, you're going to forgive words that you've said to others that have harmed them, and you're going to forgive others for the harm they've caused you. That fearless, creative, healing right between your eyes in the zone of manifestation. The third eye. And there you are going to see your day. You can see all days. Just start with day. You're going to see day today as a day of love for other people and for yourself. Loving others to live their own lives, loving others enough to allow them to make their own mistakes, loving us enough to just allow them to be and you be too. And then we'll hold fearless, creative, and feel as though the top of your head opens at the crown chakra. And from there, the breath will go through and it will merge the breaths of God. And as you breathe out, breathe out enough. And please reach out your hand or dominant hand and take the hand of God beside you. And please reach out and take the hand of another listener's God beside him or her. Because this circle is ever evolving and there's always room. In those in spirit of love that we are creating. 
bands on the wall of Anik bands in Paris. For three minutes and four seconds, I ask you to do this. Isn't that beautiful? Make me one source of light. And all that I need is within me. 
All that I need is within me. Wow, what a challenge. What a challenge to show the light that is within me. And I think that is why we spend so much time challenging the appropriateness of other people's behavior, charging them with not being enough so that we can justify our not taking time to allow the light that is within us to shine. You know, it's interesting. It's not like this is the first time we've heard this concept. These are not new concepts. Oh, maybe it might be the first time someone said, act like your nose is in the sole of your feet. But you know what all that does is that makes it easier to to pull a long breath in because, you know, the lungs are very close to the mouth and the nose, but they're not so close to the feet. So it's just that's a process. But this idea to allow the light within you to shine is something you learn in Bible school in the United States. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I'm going to let it shine. I mean, little kids are singing that. What happened? Folks, what's happened to us? What's happened? Why is it that we relish so much hearing the dirt? Tell me the dirt. Tell me the dirt. And if there is no dirt, we make the dirt up and we look for the dirt. On a political standpoint, some of the most stellar people who could be phenomenal leaders don't bother because they don't want to have to explain to the entire world every life choice they made, which would be taken to somehow draw them down and say they are a lesser person now. And I suggest to each of you that we are all more because of every life experience we have had. Everything has shaped us and molded us into being this beautiful potential source of light if we just open our hearts, if we open our minds to thinking positive thoughts, and if we use positive words to uplift, to see more in others than they are showing us. But instead, how many conversations just in the last week have you been in where people were trying to show you that a person is not all that. That there's something wrong with them. That you can't trust what they're projecting. They're less than. That is us. How can we be sources of light if we are constantly seeking out the dark. When we talk, instead of trying to see the positive side of something, we see the negative side. And we burrow in to get to the negative side so far, sometimes, that we create misperceptions and misconceptions which then get passed on and get passed on and get passed on until they become the truth. 
And you don't know what the truth is, but everyone believes something is the truth. I will give you an example that I just still have a hard time with. Every time I'll go, is that true? Is, Is I recently was told that someone I know who's in great power and influence is having an affair with a subordinate who is also a powerful person. And that somehow that's protecting the subordinate in her her life, in her job. And I don't know that's true. But let me tell you, I have now had so many people tell me it is true. Unsolicited. It is so deeply embedded in the society of that workplace that even if it isn't true, it is now a misperception that has become the truth. And more importantly, it is negative. That person may have problems. Both of those people may have problems. But to do this is inordinately negative. And what happens if you're a person where a misperception comes up? We start working to show that is not us. We begin working in our mind. It's almost an obsession, and there are very few people who can say, oh, well. Or as the young people say, whatever Most people listen to those words and they want to say, what? That's not true. And then they begin trying to show through their words, through their deeds, that it's not true. And they create this giant play of showing that they are more than other people are thinking they are and other people are not watching those words and playing in a positive light because they've already made up their mind they're less than. Folks, each and every one of us is more today than we have ever been because of both our good and our bad choices. You cannot know good choices unless you face bad ones and you make them or you turn your back on them. And sometimes you have to experience bad choices in order to turn your back on them. But you know what I'm talking about? Past stuff. Past stuff. And yet we all have our minds full of all these little secret caverns where we place ideas, well, we don't want anyone to know this and we don't want anyone to know that. And you know what, folks? My life is an open book. I have no secrets. Ask me, I will tell you. Because I know, and for some reason, I do not understand why, I have known always that God loves me just the way I am. That I didn't have to meet some sort of empirical white glove, white shoe, perfect little church-going person in order to be loved by God. Now, it's not to say I didn't do all of that because I liked it. It makes me feel good to be in the house of God. It makes me feel good to sing songs. I was one of those little kids. My grandma got me in the choir at two. 
She insisted they let me go in the choir. Now, we did sing this little light of mine, but we also sang, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong, they are weak and he is strong. Folks, have you looked at the news lately? What are we doing to our children? And we're all manifestations of God. We are God's children. We were created in God's image. It doesn't matter what your faith is. Everyone believes they were created in God's image. Everyone. It's scary where we are going and who we are becoming. And I dare to suggest to you that this is happening because we have lost sight of the fact that there is a light inside each and every one of us. Now, are there maybe some people out there who are part of the circle of love we've created this morning who are naysayers and don't agree and who want to find something wrong with me or with you or with someone else and it's not enough? You know what? Okay, let them be. Let them be who they are. Don't allow yourself to get caught up in having a life of proving who you are not. Instead, spend your life growing from your own lessons and showing the beautiful light that you are. You would not be listening to this program if you didn't have a yearning to hear this. Spend your life not reacting to what other people are thinking about you, not letting your mind get consumed with dark, negative thoughts that we have to wash out, but instead with seeing that you are an imperfect creature inhabited by a perfect divine spirit and the light is within you and what you know is within you and no matter what poor choices you have made at any time in your life you are enough to be loved by God to have God so close that all you have to do is reach out your dominant hand and take the hand of God I usually do not just jump into what we're going to talk about so quickly, but today this is of vital importance to me. I have seen myself lose sight of who I am as I was battling prejudices and judgments. And when I'm, and I kept trying to be a good girl. I kept trying to do the right thing, and it didn't matter. There was nothing right enough. Even the right stuff was being judged, and then I thought... Finally, when I was brought to my knees, I realized and remembered where I had left my peace. I left my peace with God. I left my peace, and I needed to reclaim it. I needed to breathe deeply. Deep, deep, deep breaths. I 
needed silence from the clamoring voices, not only external voices, but the self-judgment and self-loathing of why can't I make this work? Why can't I make these people like me? Why can't I do this? My friends, it's because we're not on the stage alone. Everyone is not here to learn your lessons. They're here to learn their lessons. They're here to grow from their experiences. And so if you stay on the stage content that you are doing the right thing and acting in love and you are not caught up in talking about people, you are not caught up in bringing people down, and you are not caught up in defending yourself. You are just caught up in being. Then suddenly that statement my mom used to tell me when I was a little kid, just let it be, takes on meaning. You are not the only student on the stage, nor was I. But I am responsible for my actions on the stage, as are you. And I am a source of light, as are you, as are potentially all of us. All of those actors on the stage, every time any one of us have have like groveled in for the dirt, we can end that by not doing it now, not doing it anymore, by not looking to make one person better than another, but instead by keeping people equal. I had an interesting little revelation when I was sleeping last night. I guess that's the right word. And and it all was about people need to stop comparing themselves to others and instead engage in a self-analysis of their behavior, not based on how others are necessarily perceiving it, although that may be relevant, If what they're perceiving is true, then you need to look at that and you need to evaluate it. I've done that. I've looked at it. What could I have done differently? But that doesn't have to occupy my mind. That's taking a little bit from the past and moving on. So what you need to do is... Focus on you. If you're doing something that needs to be changed, then you need to decide it needs to be changed because it matters to you. But you don't need to let that become such a negative overlay in your mind that there's no room for positive thoughts about anything about you. Folks, victims are not pretty. Survivors are heroes. So don't compare yourself to how someone else is being treated. And I heard a lot of that this weekend. I was with, last weekend I was with some teenagers. You know, it's like, oh, well, they did this for this person and not that for that person. Oh, forget that. 
Who cares? I mean, who cares if these people are even wiggling between the sheets? What does that matter? In the whole scheme of things, if it's voluntary and they want to do that, who cares? Who cares? How someone else is treated. What matters is how I act. And if I come to a place where I'm being treated poorly and I'm not acting poorly, then I need to sit down with everyone and see what we can do to fix the situation. And sometimes situations cannot be fixed. You learn to be silent. But you don't compare and say, oh, well, you're doing this for X and you're not doing this for me and so on and so forth. You know, you can. We all will. We all will. We'll compare. But there's no light in it. There's no light in it because the only thing it can take you to is a place of being victimized. And the only place it can take you to is a belief that somehow you should come out of it thinking, I don't deserve this. Ah, that's an okay thought. This is this this is not good for me. Because I act better than this. And then what do you do? You act better than that. So when you're around people who want to talk bad about other people, who want to get the dirt, who want to have a gossip fest, try being the person who puts in the positive notes. Try being the person who looks for the good in others. And above all else, if that fails, think in your own mind and reach out to the person who's being judged poorly, unfairly, or fairly. Be kind to one another. Ask yourself that infamous question, how would I like to be treated if I were that person who was being judged so negatively? How would I like to be treated? My friends, I again dare to suggest to you that we have caught caught up in value judgments of people, even though every faith says judge not lest ye be judged. We have caught gotten ourselves caught up. We judge the Muslims for their devout showing of faith and love of God. Yet we, many of us, struggle to give three minutes and 40 seconds of quiet time to God, to the energy of God, to the power of God, to uniting with God's breath. And yet they religiously pray multiple times a day to the glory of a loving God. That very same God that we pray to. I don't know that we're giving God enough time in our lives. I like to call God love. And if you hear that statement again, it is, I don't know that we are giving love enough time in our lives. Only each one of you can answer that question for yourselves. But there's another question I have, and we're going to then pray together for a while. And we're actually going to do a long prayer. 
I have a meditation, a guided meditation for you. But before we get there, the question is, how do you value someone as worthy of love and someone else as not? What human being is not worthy of love? And as I ask that question, I would hope that before your eyes there would come cascading images of starving people around the world. People enmeshed in wars, not love. Are any of those people less valuable than each of us? I loaded up some music today. I've been on this radio programming thing for a very long time, and so after a while they knock out your music. And today I I loaded up a new piece of music that's really an old one. Some of you have been around for a long time and have heard my pieces. And the piece that I'm going to play is called Kobe Alka's Pathless Journey, and that's what we're on, a pathless journey. My friends, you do not have to be perfect. And I believe this is the third time, I can't guarantee it will be the last time I say to you today, that every decision you have made is important in shaping the beautiful person that you are at this moment. And if not one of us is as beautiful as we can be, Not one of us is as beautiful as we can be. And last week I talked to you a bit about Yogananda. And I have a passage from Yogananda. I actually have two quotes today. But this one is from Yogananda and it states, Wrath and hatred accomplish nothing. Love rewards. You may cow down someone, but once that person has risen again, he will try to destroy you. Then how have you conquered him? You have not. The only way to conquer is by love. And where you cannot conquer, just be silent or get away and pray for that person, for him. That is the way you must love. If you practice this in your life, you will have peace beyond understanding. Parhamansa Yogananda. Peace beyond understanding. We're going to begin a guided meditation with Kobe Alka's um, Pathless Journey. And the meditation is really going to focus on you right now. And I'm going to begin a process for you, and this is the longest one I've ever asked you to do. It's long. Nowhere the equivalent of praying five times a day on a rug and honoring the presence of God of love in your life. But it is long. You're going to get transition thoughts and you need to set those thoughts over on the side because right now you're going to be focusing on you. 
I will lead you through this. I think that will take about half of it. And the other half, you're going to be continuing to polish the gem of divinity that is within you. Kobayaka's Pathless Journey. We are already sitting in a circle of love. The circle is composed of humans and God, each person's individual unique image of God, because God is personal to us. And each one of us is going to begin to breathe together as one unit, a circle of love that begins to emanate soul energy. And as that happens, a beautiful crystal light begins to come up from all of us and stand effortless like a halo above our heads. And we're going to begin to feel the energy of love passing from our hands through to God and from God's hands through to us. So this this circle takes on a vibrant, beautiful, beautiful life. It becomes an organism of love, of caring. And as we breathe together through the soles of our feet, up the front of our cab, up our thigh, coming together at the base chakra, letting go of fear, bringing fearless, creative, healing, loving energy, forgiving, manifesting. And now merge that breath with the breath of God and you can see and feel God embracing you. As you begin to feel the energy of the group, I want you to now focus your attention inside you. Burrow in And as you do, you will come to a place where you just sense that yourself, the gem, the divinity of you is present. But it has been bedded down with tar, with an overlay of negative thinking about yourself, negative said about yourself. There's no one who escapes negativity in our world. And we're going to start unwrapping that gem so that you can be a source of good work, kindness. My friend, Anna Faye, always says the right kind word. I aspire to be like her. And I realize that to get to those words, I needed to free up my divine self from all the judgment that I have allowed to around gem of my life. And so, bit 
it using the power of God. I for some of us, it takes a lot of effort. There's a lot of layers, many, many layers. Envision yourself handing it off to God on your right. And go back down, breathing, back down, and pull off another layer. Pull it up, combine your breath with God, and hand it off to God on your left. Go back in and keep pulling away the layers of mire. And you'll notice they're not just on the stone, the gem of you. They're also a Pull them off. Just all that negativity that is affecting your ability to fully the beautiful life. Pull it out. Pull it out and hand it off to God. Bit by bit by bit. Pulling it off. And you're starting to see the shimmer of the gem that you. And it's going to be the color that you have chosen for your gem. My mom, who died recently, I know her gem was and it would have running through it beautiful and beautiful, beautiful bright pink. It was not one color, but it would pull this off, continuing, and you're starting to set. And now you want it's no longer in Pull it away and take 
take it out of the realm. Take it out of the realm. And some unseen person's perception of God. And now you are getting down to the crystal, to the gem that's sparkling, beautiful, clear. And you can feel the energy as you drop the hand of someone else's God. And just for this moment, merge the beautiful feeling of being loved absolutely. Holding the hand of God. Feel God massaging your shoulder. Telling you you are enough. Telling you you are valuable. Saying to you, let me carry the mire of life. And you focus on being a source of light. Just sit in that feeling for one minute. That feeling of perfect love, just as you are. Imagine your body 
beginning to attune itself to this beautiful crystal within you. See the crystal turning and emanating facets of light going around and around and around and that light coursing through your body coursing through your bloodstream going up and going into the very pores of your brain and rooting out your negative thoughts about yourself those things that force you because of your nature you're a human to act to prove and for recognition let me prove I really am not that you don't have to prove anything to me you just have to live according to the inner DNA within you the inner plan within you the inner light should guide your days it should help you to be all that you can be at all times and when you are not to try again when someone starts to try to root in your brain and put themselves in there pray for that person and let them go don't give them a stranglehold on you i want you to sit here in the presence of your god with your your light shining and feel the wonder of that and I'm going to play a very short piece of music. So we will have taken you from 14 minutes and 13 seconds, and now I'm asking you to keep it up with, excuse me, this is new music, with nest. I want you to form a nest with God. Kyoto's nest. Feel the presence. Thank you. 
for these minutes. You are fresh and pure. You're a sparkling gem. And as you leave this moment and you begin living the life again of a human being in a negative society, you'll have some choices you can make. You can choose to keep the gem of your life sparkling by polishing it. You can choose not to engage in negative dialogue about others as people, as them being not enough, as them not having the value that you have, and realize that all people have value. But you will feel the pressures to pull you back in to being someone who judges themselves and others. You will feel the judgments of others and their misperceptions of that your behavior and your thoughts eating away at you. Negative thoughts, negative judgments. Don't make those true. Remember this moment. Curl back into the peace of God's arms. And take the hard road in our society. Be kind. Be loving. See more in others than they are showing you. And if you slip off of that very thin high road, climb back up by returning to this peace that you feel in the moment curled up in God's arms. Now nest. What a beautiful, beautiful meditation we have had, my friends. I thank you for allowing me to lead you through a rejuvenation of your divine self, of that sparkling gem that is truly you. And as you go out this week, I encourage you to remember that everyone has a gem inside of them. Everyone may not be called to this program, but today we have created a collective consciousness of all who have listened and all who will listen. And if each one of us go out and touch another, we will begin to 
change the way we view people. We will stop valuing some as more worthy than others. We will begin opening the door to great, beautiful, beautiful things for mankind in recognition of the wondrous beings that we are. We will not tap down creativity, but we will open it up. We will encourage people to be all they can be. We will invite dissent, recognizing dissent is not disloyalty. We will listen to one another, and we will love. Above all else, everything will be grounded in love. It has to begin sometime, and I suggest that now is that time. I love you all. I do not know you. I thank you for listening to my show. And I wish you well until next week. When you feel your old ways starting to come back, send them away by praying for the highest self that you can be and sending good wishes to your enemies. Value one another. Namaste. Until next week, may love enfold you.